Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Ice Talks, where we implement change every day. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Ice Talks. It seems like I just said that. <laughs> this is Harold S. Reed Jr., also known as HRJR, your motivational coach. If you don't know what motivation means, motive plus action equals results, and results equals success. Today, I'm going to jump right into to the topic of this podcast. If you're paying attention to current events in the news right now, there is an individual by the name of Omarosa Manigault Newman, who is currently dropping all kinds of uh, surreptitiously recorded audio uh, recordings um, involving people in the Trump administration. And she's really shining a light on the, I'm about to make up a new word, warning, uh, the cockroachedness <laughs> of this administration. Now, I'm not going to get all into politics and what have you because that doesn't have anything to do. The politics of the matter doesn't have anything to do with today's topic, but that is the basis for today's topic. For those who may not be aware, I don't know how you couldn't be, but... Omarosa is someone who has become a celebrity uh, by way of her association with Donald Trump uh, by way of uh, the Apprentice series franchise. And then she went off and did other reality TV shows and parlayed that into a job in the White House from which She was fired for who knows, depending on because nobody's telling the truth, truth be told. But what happened was she in in the in by way of protecting herself or what she describes as protecting herself, made various recordings of conversations that she had with people in the administration. And now because she's on the outs. She's dropping those uh, those those uh, recordings left and right. Okay, so what does that have to do with what I'm talking about today? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, Amarosa is a very intelligent woman. She's not a person whom I personally would like as a person, but at the same time, there are people who I just wouldn't wish anything bad on for the simple fact that uh, I don't need that kind of negative energy or karma coming back towards me. But I'm not sorry for what this woman is going through because this is the life she chose to lead. And the reason why she's in the life she chose to lead is because one, she, again, chose to lead this life but also because she, I would say, got her media chops initially from working with Donald Trump. And she has gone so far as to say herself, and I've heard her say this in various interviews, that as she was developing herself uh, and educating herself and, and making something out of herself, uh, she she looked up to Donald Trump. She lost her father at an early age, so she looked up to Donald Trump as a father figure. She looked up to Donald Trump as a role model and a, a an example of someone who um, su- has, has succeeded well in business. 
whether he's actually succeeded well as a matter of opinion, but needless to say, she's learned everything she's learned and she's doing what she's doing because of her association with Donald Trump. And what she is doing right now basically is out-trumping Trump. She's trumping Trump. I don't know if she's out She's trumping Trump is what she's doing. And what this has to do with our topic is this. If Donald Trump was her mentor, if Donald Trump was her teacher, her tutor, her instructor, her guide, um, he has a responsibility to treat her, treat her with respect to treat her with the same loyalty that he demands everybody has for him that exists in his orbit. But he doesn't, he doesn't do that. He doesn't have that respect for people. He doesn't have that respect. And again, I'm not talking politics. I'm talking content of character. Okay. Which is something Dr. King said he wanted everybody to be judged on. So we're judging this man on the content of his character. If he was her instructor, if he was her guide, her mentor, her tutor, you know, her leading way, and he went about the means of, of, of just cutting her loose and calling her names, and I'm not going to get all into that, but he failed yet again. He failed in that capacity. So let me bring it home. Not so much home as to close out the podcast, because we really just got started, but bring it home in terms of what I really truly mean. There will come times in our lives for some of us, I would say for many of us, where in which we will have the responsibility of leadership. We will have the responsibility of mentoring, guiding, and leading other people. Maybe it'll be on a job. Maybe it'll be on some type of team or in a group or some type of civic or charitable organization or fraternal organization. Uh, Or you could just one day become or already be a parent or spouse where in which you will have to assume a leadership role. One of the principles of leadership is to respect the people that are following you, who are following you, all right? And if you can't respect the people who are following you, guess what? The people who are following you, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, they will always follow your example. I saw a a picture on Instagram yesterday where in which the caption read, uh, why isn't your child playing, why, why is your child reading a book instead of, you know, playing on a device? And the parents said, because my children, something along the lines of, uh, your children may not listen to you, but they will always imitate you. And then the picture under the caption was a mother with a child sitting on her lap and both of them were reading a book. So again, what, what, what that caption of the parents saying holds true in every student-teacher relationship, every leader-follower relationship. The example you set forth will be the example that people following you will go by. 
even when you turn from them, even when you turn on them, they will follow that example. And that is what's happening with between uh, Trump and Omarosa right now. See, she's playing his game against him and she's doing it better, quite frankly. Okay, because everybody's talking about her and, 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 and what she's got going on and what she's doing and how she's doing it and so on and so forth. So she's setting herself up for a pretty decent payday, I believe. But again, let me digress from that. that again, that was just the basis, the, the foundation upon which I wanted to build this particular podcast. And we're talking about the responsibility of leadership, the responsibility in particular that a teacher has to a student, that a leader has to a follower. You, you must always pay respect both ways, all right? Uh, if, if your leader no longer is worthy of your respect, then, hey, that's a decision you have to make, all right? I, I, I've had leaders who were never worthy of my respect, and they never got it. There's a saying that we have in the military that uh, soldiers will fight for those they fear. However, soldiers will die for those whom they respect. See, respect goes both ways. The teacher has to respect the student. The student has to respect the teacher. And when you have that cycle going on and on and on, the leader has to respect the follower. The follower has to respect the leader. You both begin or, or rather you both get to continue growing because as the teacher learns more, the he. He or she gets to pass it on to the student. As the leader learns more, he or she gets to pass it on to the follower. And eventually, that student, him or herself, that follower, him or herself, may someday become a teacher, may someday become a leader, may someday become a mentor, may someday become responsible for the people who are coming up behind him or her. Right? And it is very important that... The responsibility, I'm going to shift gears now and I'm going to talk about the leader and teacher and mentor responsibility, the parental responsibility, right? There are parents who get inside their feelings when they have, you know, when, when, when the children are grown and the relationship is not so good and it doesn't, and they, and they may not even realize, you know, their attitude with their, their offspring is on an adult level, so there may be friction there, but that friction may have started way back in that offspring's childhood, all right? And I mean, like something I've always said to my parents in jest and on occasion rather seriously is I will forever be your son, but I'm no longer anyone's child, you know? But when you are children, when, 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 when people are children, they are followers. They are followers of their parents, right? And so parents should not expect children to have to do certain things. 
because it's their job to lead, it's their job to guide, it's their job to mentor, it's their job to teach. I take the responsibility of being the father of two boys, even one with special needs and autism. I, I take the road of, of the responsibility of, of leadership and, and, and guidance and teaching and, and modeling, role modeling very, very seriously. Very, very seriously. Because it's my job to keep filling their heads with good, wholesome information. It's my job to teach them how to conduct themselves appropriately until such time as they can either show or even say, Dad, I got it. I could take it from here. See, I want to keep, I, I don't want my children to ever have to come to me and say, well, you didn't tell me, or you didn't teach me, or you didn't show me how, and I had to do it by myself. I, I don't, I don't want to do it that way. That, that would be a way in which parents disrespect their children, perhaps unintentionally. So if you have kids, you can't feign ignorance moving forward. That's if you, if you're not on top of it as, as, as well as you could be, or perhaps should be. Now you know, right? Teachers, same thing, same thing. This, if the student doesn't know what the student doesn't know. Therefore, it's the teacher's job. It's the leader's job to educate, inform, guide, motivate, nurture, and encourage the students and the followers. See, that's the only way, that's the only way that those students, those followers, those children can continue to improve themselves. Because again, there's going to come a time when you as the leader, as the teacher, as the mentor, as the guide will not be there to do that for them. And there will come a time when they will be faced with the responsibility of having to do that themselves. How they do that how they conduct themselves is a direct reflection of what you've done for them. It's a direct reflection of how you taught them, how you've trained them, how you've conducted yourself as the example that they follow. So it's very important. I can't stress this enough. It's very important that respect goes both ways because what happens is if the respect falls off, if the respect starts to go left, then you got people who are just out, out, discombobulated. Let's let's throw that word in there. You know, the whole dynamic is off. It's 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 out of whack, and that's not a good thing. I believe that if we do a better job at improving our student teacher, our mentor mentee, our parent children uh, relationship, parent offspring relationships, that we will overall improve all relationships because these are the initial relationships from which all relationships come from. As a man, as a father, it is my job to, it is not my job, it is my responsibility, it is my duty, and it is my pleasure to treat my wife with respect. Not just because I'm madly in love with this woman, not because she's hot, which she is, I'm a lucky man, but because my sons are watching me, I, I, you know, there are times that I could tell kind of like my sons would much rather be around, there are times when they would much rather be around their mom, 
Like, for example, when they're not feeling well. Nobody ever comes to me talking, well, except her. But nobody ever comes to me looking for a hug when their tummy hurts. You know, they go to her, right? And they know they can go to her, right? And, and when she tells them to do something, they do it, okay? And when they want to talk to her and they want to go to her, they know that they can and they know how to conduct themselves and they know how to, sp- how to speak to her. They know how to speak to their grandmothers, their aunties, uh, the older cousin who's a girl, young woman, okay? And this is all I would like to say. And firmly believe because of the example I set in how I and now, you know, husbands and wives have their disputes and their disagreements and what and what have you. And it's also my job and responsibility and my duty to not let my children see those things, you know, um, and, and that 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 should, that's that's just how it should be. Right. And so they they see the happy times and I can talk to them about how to handle the bad times because guess what? We're all works in progress. None of us are perfect and we all make our mistakes, but we we also should be cognizant enough in our leadership roles to do our best to not show our mistakes, to not make an exhibition of our mistakes. All right. We could teach and tell and explain about mistakes. But once the person that's following you actually sees you make a mistake, you have to go about correcting that. And I've said this in previous podcasts and I'll say it again. There are two kinds of mistakes that people make. They make mistakes out of ignorance and they make mistakes out of arrogance. When people make mistakes out of ignorance, it's a situation where in which, okay, I didn't know any better. When you make a mistake out of arrogance, that's when you did know better, but you decided to roll the dice and gamble and make a particular move or, or go in a particular direction that possibly didn't or couldn't or wouldn't have a positive outcome and proved itself not to. All right. When you're and, and, and I'm going to go back to my foundational example dealing with Donald Trump and Omarosa, the respect was lost. One person was more concerned about himself being a leader than nurturing the people that are following him. And, and, and that, that is, in fact, one of the poorest examples of being a leader. A leader is not supposed to have yes people around him. That's not a leader. That's a tyrant. That's a dictator. People who will just obey you. People who will just do what you say because you say it. See? And I go back to that military... Uh, a mantra where soldiers or warriors will fight for those who those whom they fear, those who they have to obey. Soldiers and warriors will die for those whom they respect. There are people that I've served with. There are people who I am friends with. There are people who I know who can pick up the phone and call me at three o'clock in the morning. And I've had it happen a time or two. And call me and need my help at old dark 30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Wake me out of a dead sleep and need my help. And I just have to tell my wife, babe, I got to go help so-and-so. All right? And then there are people who, quite frankly, I wouldn't piss on them if they were on fire unless my bladder was full of gasoline. Full of <laughs> quite frankly, you know, so respect is the, the, respect is the core. Of this podcast, okay? There should always be respect. And guess what? Respect is something that is earned both ways. 
all right? And that's the only way it can actually be given both ways, as if it's, as, you know, only if it's earned both ways. And when I was a police officer, when I was in the military, I had people who outranked me and I had to do what they said because that was just the nature of the job. All right. That, that, and that's all it was. And when the job was over, I ain't got nothing to say to you. You ain't got nothing to say to me. There's no reason why we should talk. Tell me what you want me to do and I'll get it done. That's it. And then there are people uh, for whom I've worked where in which it's a pleasure to do whatever they ask. Perfect example. My, my situation with, within the martial arts, I have the utmost respect for my master instructor. He in turn has the utmost respect for me. And we reciprocate that respect with every conversation, even when there are things we disagree about. And what I have learned to do, I learned to do it a long time ago, but what I, I, I particularly exercise it in our dynamic, you know, because this is the martial arts and there is a certain code of conduct therein. Um, sometimes I'll just keep my mouth shut. So I talked about the responsibilities of the leader. Let me talk about the responsibilities of the follower. Let me talk about the responsibilities of the student. All right. You don't know what you don't know. So there are times more often than not where in which you will just have to humble yourself. And there are times where in which something may not be going the way it should or the way you think it should. But you don't know. You might. I, there, there have been times when I was a police officer where I was with a senior partner who was doing something and wouldn't explain to me what he was doing. And it would appear that it was stupid what he was doing. Nothing illegal, nothing wrong. Just I didn't like what this guy was doing. But in the end, it paid off. There were times when, you know, you may get a direction from your supervisor at work that doesn't make sense. And all your supervisor may be doing is handing down directives that come from the people above him, that come from the people above them, that come from the high executive CEO offices or whatnot. And here's the thing. You don't know what they know at that level. So do what you have to do. Do what's required of you to do. Do it with humility. But don't take in any disrespect either. All right. And, and, and I think it's very important that I, I say that when it comes to respecting your leaders, it, you, you, you have to understand, again, you don't know what you don't know. And the person who is ahead of you, the person who is leading you, more often than not, I'm going to take the positive approach on this and I'm going to say that more often than not, the person that is ahead of you deserves to be there. Now, there are plenty of times and there are plenty of jobs and occupations and situations where the person who is leading you doesn't deserve to be leading you. But there are times and in, in, in situations where in which the person who is giving you orders is a total idiot. I've experienced that as well. I experienced that in the military. Quick story before I wrap this up. Uh, after basic training, when I was actually when I was in basic training, I was a student leader. I was what was called a dorm chief. And in the chain of command, when the drill instructors were going, I was the man. Right. And that put me in charge of over 
about 20, 25, 30 men, some, most of whom were older than me because I was only 19 at the time. So most of the guys were either my age or older, and most of them were older. But I had to learn how to follow my leaders as well as lead them at the same time. It's not easy. It's, 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 truly, it's truly a grueling experience to learn how to lead. But I did a good job at it, fortunately, because I had good leaders. I had good examples in my training instructors. But when I left basic training, I didn't want to have anything to do with leadership. I just wanted to go to my next training station and learn what I had to learn so I can go to my next training station, learn what I had to learn, and go home and start doing my one week and out the month and two weeks out to summer reserve duty. All right? But when I got to my, my next training station, uh, the people who were the student leaders in that environment were not leading at the caliber that I had come accustomed to, that I had become accustomed to. And I'm of the type of mentality where in which, listen, if I can't respect you, I got to take your spot. And that's that's pretty much what I did. I, and, and I didn't even want to be, like I said, I didn't want to be a student leader. They, the, the, the cadre of instructors asked me, and they even told me, said, listen, we got a call from your, your, your uh, chief military training instructor, and he said that we should make you, we should order you <laughs> to become one of our student leaders. Now, naturally, we can't do that. It's a volunteer situation if that's what you want to do, and you can hold on to it for as long as you're worthy of it. But if you don't want to do it, we're not going to force you. And I, I said, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that. And no, I don't want to do it. And they were like, okay, cool. So for about maybe two weeks, I was just like another face in the crowd. But the people who were leading me were jerks. The people who were telling me what to do were, a good number of them, were people who wanted to get back at the guys who bossed them around during boot camp. Because guess what? The guys who were leaders in boot camp, I wasn't the only one that just didn't want to do it anymore. But I'm the type of person, like I said, if I can't respect you as a leader, then I'm going to have to take your spot or, or just put in the work and just keep my head low until I can take your spot. And, and that is exactly what I did. And then once again, I earned the respect of the people whom I had to follow and the people who followed me. So as I close, again, I want you to understand that if you are in a position of leadership, if you are in a position of mentoring someone, if you are in a position of teaching, of, of guiding, of being in charge of someone's uh, personal or professional development, you must, you must, it is imperative, you must lead by a good example. Even after the teacher-student, and here's the funny thing, a good teacher-student relationship never ends. Even if you become a teacher yourself, all right? My master instructor promoted me to instructor, but guess what? I'll never be at his level, all right? Because he'll always keep growing as long as his body allows him to train, as long as my body allows me to train. He will always be my master instructor. His son, who is 20-something years, about 20, 22 years younger than me, maybe more, he's a couple decades younger than me, but he was my instructor when I returned to the mat. He will always be 
my sensei. He will always be my instructor, no matter how many degrees I have. If he would have stopped training and I kept on training and he stopped training at his third degree and somehow down the years I went all the way up to fifth or sixth or what have you, that third degree instructor, if he stopped training, he would still always be my instructor. He would get the respect due because he earned it and because he deserves it. See? And, for example, I, I, something I tell my, my students with regards to dealing with their parents, and I also tell young people outside of the dojo when dealing with their parents. You, and I think I did a pod, as a matter of fact, I did a podcast about this, one of the earlier podcasts. You will never be at your parents' level, even when you become a parent yourself. Because guess what? When you become a parent, when you become a father or a mother, what happens to your father or mother? They become a grandfather or grandmother. And what happens to their parents? They become a great grandparent, right? So you will never be at your parents' level. You will never be at your instructor's level for as long as that teacher-student relationship is also one of mutual respect. Now, when one proves him or herself no longer worthy of that respect, hey, like you're seeing in the news today, 2018, summer 2018, all bets are off, right? If you lose the respect of your and loyalty of your mentor, of your guide, of your teacher, and they taught you how to, <clears throat> first, I'm going to go back to this example. If your guide and your, your mentor and your teacher is teaching you how to be despicable and they teach you everything they know and then you pick up some things on your own throughout your own experience and then that person no longer, you, you find yourself no longer wanting to or, or you find that person no longer deserving of your respect and all they taught you how to do was be devious. Well, what are you going to do if this person you no longer have any respect for? What are you going to do? You're going to be devious towards that person. That is what we're seeing in the media today. That is what we're seeing in news today. That is what we're seeing in this administration and in government today. We see two devious people, one of which taught the other a great deal in how to do it. And then they had a split. And now the, the student is out teaching the teacher. At being devious. It's crazy. So, as I close, if you have yourself a mentor, a coach, a guide, a, a, a teacher, an instructor, uh, a leader, a parent, respect them. Be humble. If you have yourself a student, a follower, a mentee, Someone whom you're guiding and responsible for their growth and personal development. Respect them. I always say that I, 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 I don't believe in give and take relationships. I don't believe in the concept of give and take in a relationship because if I give you something, if, I, if I'm holding a pen and I give you that pen, you now have that pen. I no longer have that pen. But if I give you a, a, a blue pen and you give me a black pen, I still have a pen. If I give you a pen and you give me back a pencil, at least I still have something to write with. Okay? So the, 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 the cycle of respect must be cyclical. 
It must be ongoing. It must be like the number eight turned on its side, which represents the symbol for infinity. Always going around. And yes, I'm doing the hand gesture of always going around, always circulating. Respect is like money, is like power, is like energy. It is neither created or destroyed. It is transferred from one place or person to the next. So I'm going to close right there and I'm going to invite you to visit my website, www.hrjrmotivaction.com. That's H-R-J-R-M-O-T-I-V-A-C-T-I-O-N.com. Visit the shop section and get yourself a copy of my new book, Get Your Mind Right, 10 Lessons to Lead You Towards Success. Plus, there's also some other goodies there for you. And if you order today, if you order, well, today is uh, August 18th, excuse me, August 16th, uh, 2018. So if you don't order after today, then, well, you know what? If I got a bonus gift to give, then I'll give a bonus gift to you. But the sooner you order, the sooner you'll find out. And I'm going to leave it at that. How about that? Okay. Plus, also on the website, uh, there's some other speeches that I've done. And there's a, there's a section about coaching. If you're interested in coaching, I am taking on new clients. So you can uh, contact me directly and set yourself up for a consultation. And we can move on from there. Because I personally... I take my position as a coach. I take my position as an instructor. I take my position as a father, as a husband, as a leader. I take those roles to heart. I I, I fully accept and take responsibility for all of those roles, duties, and responsibilities. And I encourage you to do the same. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ice Talks, where we implement change every day.